Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're your host, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover. Yes, we're so glad you're with us. Uh, So on our last episode... We talked about a book written by Patrick Lencioni called The Ideal Team Player. And uh, I shared how this book kind of revolutionized our workplace at North Star Church and our staff. And um, in the book, he outlines three virtues mm-hmm. uh, that he says contribute to the success, success of people who work for an organization. He believes, and I am a full adopter, that these three virtues if you can have these three virtues, you can work anywhere. Yeah. You can find success because I do believe that these three virtues outline what an ideal team player is. And uh, and so we're just starting to dig in. Last episode, we started to dig in about how this translates into our marriage because at, at work, we've used these virtues the past four or five years. And then um, as, as I was thinking, I was like, man, I... I really think those three translate into marriage mm-hmm. incredibly well. And those three virtues are humble, hungry, and smart. Yeah. And um, we talked about humility last week. Well, and that's kind of the big biggie. That's kind of the almost the foundation because you've got to show humility to come into any work environment or your home environment or relationship and be able to say, what am I contributing to this, good or bad? Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, and to be able to evaluate where you, you are in, in your humble, hungry, smart. Yeah, we said that uh, C.S. Lewis, actually, we stole his definition that humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Mm-hmm. So you can still be very confident in your competence, yeah. but put others first. Yeah, yep. So <laughs> so something happened funny this week with the humble thing. We we did the whole <laughs> podcast, and then we're thinking, oh my goodness, so so you know, we're really grateful that our children don't struggle, you know, in school. And yet. Yet. Yep. We're, we're going yep. to say that. Yes. And so, so Colby. made it easy on us through elementary school. They have. How. And Colby came home the other day and he, and I was so proud of him. Let me just say, I was so proud of him because he, he told me, he said, mama, we did like a math, it's like a math inventory kind of thing. They do like a reading inventory and a, and a math inventory, um, just to kind of assess where they are throughout the school year. And and he had kind of set a personal goal in math, and he loves math. He's he's kind of he got what neither one of us have. I mean, <laughs> I tapped out long ago. Yeah, and so I'm like, he he helps Josie with her homework, and she's a great ahead. But he loves the math stuff. He's just good at it. It, it comes where easy. she's the voracious reader. Yeah, Is that the right word voracious. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but he came home and he told me, and he he's like, Mama, um, she said I got the highest um, math score in my grade level I was like uh-huh. wow and I had a friend of mine checking and it's like he's in fourth grade and so he's on his almost in eighth grade I he's got almost at the end of a he's a proficient yeah, end of no seventh help, grade no hope level. in me ever helping him with no that. me either <laughs> it's like and so he was really proud I was proud of him and we you know we encouraged him we we're like that's so awesome well since then and it's great to come home and tell your mom but since then we've been at like all these <laughs> it's things it's not good to come home and tell everybody in the <laughs> world we're, Josie's getting her hair cut and he's sitting in the chair and he's announcing I got the highest math <laughs> level in my grade I'm like, that's great oh you're you. so humble <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, this is everything on our podcast. We're trying to tell people not to do. Oh, I know. Let's not talk about the other areas where you didn't do as well. No, 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 no. no. He's uh, he's he's nine, almost ten. So I know, but we'll I'm proud him of him. Yeah, yes, I we'll give him a, pr- uh, a pass on that. And but uh, we still had to knock him down a few. <laughs> Yeah, so, right, right. But yes, humility is is uber important in uh, in being a team player. But today we want to talk about the other two virtues, which is hungry and smart. It's now time for seriously funny dad jokes. Okay, I'm gonna say some jokes, and we're gonna make you laugh. Right, Kobe? No. You never laugh. Here we go. <laughs> What do you call a bear without any teeth? What? A gummy bear. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> laughed. He <laughs> laughed. The shovel. Yo, this is good. The shovel was a groundbreaking in- invention. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, what do you call a man with a rubber toe? What? R- Roberto. <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> Roberto. Oh. Roberto. Yeah, okay. that, that wasn't. That I, wasn't. I would avoid the sushi if I was you. It's a little fishy. <laughs> Sushi's a little fish. Colby, it's uh, like made out of fish. Okay. What do you call a fish with two knees? What? A Wait, two, fish don't have knees. A toonie fish. <laughs> 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 All right. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. Y'all probably wouldn't get that. I hope not. Maybe maybe you shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one. I thought about going on an all almond diet, but that's just nuts. (laughs) (laughs) He He made him laugh. He laughed. So today we are continuing our conversation talking about the ideal team player. And in his book, um, Patrick Lencioni defines three virtues that contribute to the ideal team player. And we already said we got gave it away. It's humble, hungry, smart. And uh, last week we talked about humble. Today we're going to pick up talking about hungry. Hungry. So, I, I am always hungry. You, yeah. Like you, I could eat at I any time. I know. You'll say that sometimes. You're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm like, gosh, didn't we just eat like two hours ago? You're like, yes, but I'm always hungry. Josie and I both were yeah. like, like Colby never thinks of food. No. And Josie and I. I could eat at any time of the yeah, day. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking okay, about. Okay, no. So so let's talk about what does it actually mean to be hungry? No, we're not talking about food. Um, but what we are talking about is someone that's hungry has a strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. Work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do the bare minimum. They're always looking for more and they're not stopping short. Um, you just have a great work ethic. Now, mm-hmm. we're not talking about... Um, being a workaholic. Oh, no, no, no. That can be just as detrimental, especially exactly. in a, it can be detrimental to an organization, whether they realize yeah. it or not, but it can be, it can kill a marriage. Mm-hmm. And in an organization, man, when you can couple someone that is humble and has great humility and man, they've just got a great work ethic. I I don't have to worry about them. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think about, oh, are they going to get this done? Are they going to meet this deadline? Um, but it is that balance to have a good work ethic, but not be a workaholic. Yeah, it's kind of that person who it's like, okay, I've got my stuff done, so you don't have to worry about me. And now I'm just, I notice something else, so I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not just sitting around but waiting to be told what to do. It's kind of like our kids when they clean the kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah, they just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, so here's the picture, and if you have kids, maybe, I'm hoping this is the way it is at your house. If not, if it's not this way at your house, don't judge us. Yeah, don't or don't tell us. So... 
we get done eating dinner. We're like, okay, guys, clean the kitchen. Well, um, I'll see, you know, Colby, what are you doing? Why don't you clean the kitchen? Well, Josie's got to do this before I can do this. And our desire is, here's our whole goal for parenting. It, it's really just premarital, yeah. right? We're, we want our kids to be a good spouse and, um, and, and good productive members of society. Yes. And the way Bonnie and I clean the kitchen is, it's more like a dance. I mean, I just grab this and I do yeah. this. If she's doing that, then I jump over here. Mm-hmm. And rather than saying, um, I, I really don't like the whole, okay, you're going to do this and you're going to do this in the kitchen. You're going to yeah. do this and this. And that's not a bad thing, but it doesn't, uh, for me, it doesn't teach them to just serve and jump in. Right. It teaches them that I'm going to do my little thing that you've assigned me to. The bare minimum. The bare minimum. And, and if they don't do theirs, well, I'm not going to do anything else. Sure. And so I want them to just, man, just jump in, get it done. And you can yeah. get it done really quick. But they don't like to do that. They like to no, do. No, I've got my minimum. job. You've got your job. And and that's that's the very opposite of what it looks like to be hungry because mm-hmm. someone who's hungry is just I mean it's like okay something needs to be done let's just get in there and work let's just get in there and get it done and it doesn't matter just, if it's your job my job as long as I'm not stepping on your toes and it was something you wanted to do when you're better yeah. at then man just do it and uh, so what does that look like in marriage that's a great trait in the workplace but is that a great trait in the marriage relationship I think it's what we just said I mean it and I think that's the way we've just always operated from day one. It's like if the dishwasher needs unloading, it's that we've said this before. You tug on the, oh, you tug <laughs> on the. say that a lot. Yeah, you tug on it and it needs to be unloaded. Just do it. It's just, okay, there's stuff to be done. Just you, open your eyes, look around. Your spouse doesn't have any more hours in the day than you do, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. It's just jumping So in. that works when it comes to. Chores around the house, mm-hmm. getting things done. But it, it comes to, it also works in, in your relationship. Do I have a drive to see us succeed as a couple? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me to constantly want to invest in us and not just give the bare minimum to you. Mm. It's that with, in marriage, it's different than just, okay, I'm just going to work hard to, in, as a team that we're going to get stuff done. Because there's a lot of that that happens in marriage. You've got to shuffle. Okay, I mean, we have the daily, okay, what time is ball practice? Okay, what time are you going to be home? You get this one, I'll get that one. Uh, there's a lot of that in a lot of marriages. And mm-hmm. people learn how to do that. You kind of have to unless you want to leave a kid sitting by the side of school one day. I mean, We've never done that, have we? Not that I remember. We won't say on the recording. So... so there's a lot of that that happens, but beyond the basic day-to-day functioning as a team of you do this chore, I do that chore, you handle this, I handle that. There's a lot of there's a lot that can be said about being hungry to invest in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's putting in. Okay, so I think this plays out in a number of ways in marriage. Okay. All right, this is this is just hitting me. So. So one of the ways is I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to jump in and just help do whatever it needs, needs, whatever needs to be done in relationship to roles and responsibilities Mm -hmm. around the house. And there's some things that you just like doing. You're a great cook. I thank you. I don't. So I don't really invest much there except once or twice a year. And typically 
<laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> Sorry. It's typically, typically, I'll burn something if I, you know. But I, I need to make you feel wanted. I know. I yeah. Yes. Intentionally yes. mess uh-huh. up the dinner. I appreciate the. the but yeah. but there is that just jumping in, man. Let we're a team. Let's get this done. Right. Um, but then there's another area where I think hungry comes in. And that is, like you just said, intentionally working to make the marriage and the relationship better. Yeah. And I think more often than not, women are better at that than men. Mm. Because it's going to be the, the, the wife typically that's going to sign you up for a, a couples group. Mm. It's going to be the wife typically, typic, I can't say words, <laughs> typically that's going to buy the book, mm. that's going to read the book. It's going to be the wife that's going to make the counseling appointment, or you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess and so. um, and typically, it's the husband that is being drug along, wow. and that's a sad, sad picture. Especially when we look at the the Biblical relationship model. in light of Ephesians, where yeah. it, it says, "Husbands love your wife, lead your wife," mm-hmm. and um, and wow. husbands, I'm speaking to you, man. I'm speaking to me. We've got to be hungry. If you're listening to this podcast, unless your wife drug you to listen to it, um, we've got to be hungry at doing the work, you know, Um, and guys are like, well, it just didn't come natural to me. I'm not a great reader. Listen, there's there's books on audio. I mean, there's really no excuse now. You show me a man's F-150 and I'll show you a man that can take care of something typically. Mm. Well, and they will baby that thing and wash that thing and... Their garage will be organized and clean, but yet we don't have the ability to do the work in our marriage. But they can typically be a great leader at work. Sure. I mean, they can still invest a lot there. And I think that, to to be fair, I think a lot of times, and, and maybe, maybe men invest so much during the day at their workplace that they're imbalanced at home because they have given so much during the day their effort and they're getting paid to do that Mm -hmm. and they feel like I'm supporting my family that's enough I'm putting in all my passion all my hungry goes there and when I come home I'm just tired Mm -hmm. I don't know maybe well and I think um I think that is important um to support and to and to earn um and to work hard man our 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 world needs more men that are hard workers Mm -hmm. But we also have to be hard workers at staying emotionally attuned to what our wife and our kids need. Well, Proverbs twenty eight nineteen speaks to that. It says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. Mm. And I think that goes to whatever you invest in, whatever you sow, you will reap. Mm-hmm. And if it's in a marriage, you'll reap that. If you work hard, you'll reap a great a great benefit and so if you don't like the crop you're getting mm. sow better seeds yeah mm-hmm. well and and in ecclesiastes 4 9 it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their tool if you've got two people working hard in their marriage relationship and then on they're focused to to work together to reach the goals that they've feel like god's defined for their relationship and their marriage and that's a great team if you've got both people working hard and are hungry side by side mm-hmm. so much can be accomplished within your family within your relationship within and in your community and for your world yeah i mean i can um here's another aspect of uh of hungry uh, a few episodes ago we interviewed kevin and marcia myers 
Mm-hmm. And uh, remember in their book, uh, The Second Happy, uh, they talked about gumption. That that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the virtues. We brought that out in the podcast episode. Uh, th- that's one of the virtues that they like to have in their marriage is gumption. And I love that word. That's a word that my my mom and dad have used and my grandparents use. I don't know if I've ever used that word gumption, but I love it. I'm going to start using it. I wish it's, you would. I'm going to. Can you gonna, work it in at least once a day? I, absolutely. But so what is gumption? He says, they say in their book, it's a term related to self-leadership. Mm. Our family defines it as a character to commit and to complete. Mm. Some might use words as grit or determination. Um, Whatever you call it, it's committing to strive towards a summit rather than stopping to camp halfway up the mountain. Mm. It's not quitting because something gets difficult. It's paying the price to complete the climb. That's gumption. It's non-negotiable value. It's a non-negotiable value in our family. I love that. And mm. it, you know, one of our core values as a family is uh, is work hard, and um, and that's kind of what gumption is. You know, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so if, if you don't have core values for your family, you can buy the Marriage Adventure book on Amazon or Barnes & website. Look Hashtag, at you. Hashtag, sorry, uh-huh. shameless plug. Nice. But gumption, I love that. And that is, hung, that's hungry, man. It's as a, as a family, as a couple, where I'm not only going to be self-directed, you yeah. know, but as a couple, we're going to have gumption. We're going to fight and we're going to take on the world yeah. to make this thing work. Okay. That's good. So there's humble, there's hungry, and let's talk about the third one. Smart. Smart. Okay, we're not talking about book smart. Yep. You know, we're not talking about mathematical genius like our humble little. (laughs) (laughs) Humble little nine-year-old. Yeah, but but smart talks about something else. It's more of an emotional intelligence. It's more of an ability to to read a room and to know how to respond appropriately. Yeah, it's it, it's more of I know when to shut up, I know when to talk, I know when to crack a joke. Mm-hmm. I I can read a it's situational awareness is yeah. what it is, and uh, and in the workplace, man, listen, if you don't have that, that'll get you fired or sued nowadays. Mm. If you if you you know yeah say the wrong thing at the wrong time, um, but in marriage, it's it's vital too. And Jesus was the ultimate example of this, man. He, he sure was, was, he was, he knew, well, obviously, I mean, he's God. And so he knows the hearts of men, but he would walk in and the Pharisees would try to trip him up. He knew exactly what to say to turn it back on him. Yeah. Um, he knew when people were um, trying to trick him. He knew when people were needing compassion and he showed it. He knew when they need a good kick in the butt and mm. he gave it. Mm-hmm. He knew um, how to, um, take conflict and just settle it down gently or he knew when to go in and flip tables mm-hmm. he he was just smart mm-hmm. he had situational awareness and i mean what a great leader yeah what a great example but i think in relationships and marriage it's it's being able to use common sense in our relationship it's when you walk in from work and you're tired and you see the kids are coming unglued and your spouse is frazzled, it's not you just saying, I'm tired and going and sitting on the couch. How does that, I mean. Yeah, or or, or looking at your spouse and saying, you know, who, who peed in your cornflakes? Yeah, you exactly. Know? I mean, that's not, that's not yeah. being smart. Or it's not, you know, wives, it's us not walking in with a, a bee in our bonnet, as a grandma would say, and in the middle of the Super Bowl. Wait, say that again. You got to be in your, in your bonnet. Uh-huh. Yes. If so. you are living up north and you just heard this, then welcome to the south. 
I love it. So you got to be in your bonnet. You're mad about something, and you're fired up, and it's the third quarter of the Super Bowl, and that's when you want to try to have the conversation. Yeah, that's that's not, smart. not smart. It's just it's not, not smart. Men, it's not smart to look at your wife and say, hey, is it that time of the month? What's up with oh, you? Oh, yeah, let's not, not do that. Thing. So it's it's having the ability to take the information, survey, take the information you're given in mm. your relationship. and Survey the landscape. Survey. Think before you speak. And respond appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, we mess up a lot in that area when we, and I think sometimes it's, we know our spouse. Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes we intentionally mess up in that area. You think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, right, wait, it's are we picking, speaking generally or like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Maybe like both. picking, picking on a thread, pulling a thread. Yeah. Yeah. And just. Watching it unravel. Or there's sometimes that we do that, that's, that we're just trying to have fun. But then there's other times mm-hmm. we don't care. We would mm-hmm. never speak to someone in public mm-hmm. and pick at that thread. But with our spouse, we don't give a rip. Mm-hmm. And we intentionally do it to intentionally hurt them. Mm-hmm. And that's evil. Gosh. <laughs> so I think that's why that's so, that virtue is, is so... Um, important in marriage and uh as and important to being one of the aspects of being a, a team player an ideal team player is knowing when to shut up knowing when to console knowing when to speak mm-hmm. you know knowing guys knowing when to offer advice and when to just listen yeah and we we don't we're not I don't think that men always need to just listen I think we're given a spouse to help give us some ideas on how to solve problems but you know if you're if you're Venting about something, I, th- I, I think I've, I've learned the, a great word to say is, um, how can I help? Yeah. And, and that's something we've just kind of started saying to each other. And there's times that you might just say, there's really no way you can't help. Just, just listen. Yeah. You know? Um, but there are times that you say, you tell me. Yeah, give me, some, give me some solutions here. I need to pick your brain. Yeah. Or other times, I just need your ear. I need yeah. your brain. I need your ear. <laughs> so that's a great phrase when you don't know what to do and how, if you're kind of surveying and you're like, uh, how do I need to be smart in this situation? If you just say, can I help or how can I help? It gives them the opportunity to let you know. And that that works as well when you've got children in your home. Mm-hmm. trying to learn to read them and know it, that goes back to not exasperating your children mm-hmm. when you're trying to lead them and you see, okay, my, my almost, you know, or my, my preteen is obviously upset about something. Mm-hmm. I don't need to just go in and dismiss the feelings or invalidate their feelings. Right. Okay. How, okay. So your preteen just had a, a boyfriend or girlfriend break up with them. Yeah. Well, listen, you're young. You're going to have more boyfriends. Eh, okay, that's that's not probably not. That's best. not smart. Um, As an adult, you know that's true. Yes, but it's shutting down your future relationship with that child if you do if you handle it that way. And I think so many times in our marriage, we either don't want to we're we are smart, we just don't choose to respond in a smart way. Yeah. We Especially know Especially when it comes to family. We know how to respond, but we just are too tired to respond correctly we're too too over it we've you know and we just choose not to or we just don't care yeah that's sad that we get there and uh, yeah so okay so when you have all three of these virtues when you're humble you're hungry and you're smart um 
Lencioni says you're an ideal team player. And uh, and we said on the last episode, some of us are more prone to lean into one rather than the other. But when we've got a good balance of these three, man, I think we can succeed anywhere. But what happens if you're lacking all three? It, it heaven help you. You know. Yeah, I think um, so, it, I think when when one or both of you have lack all three of those in your marriage. You better sign up for some counseling right now. You've already disengaged. Yeah. By that point, you've disengaged from your spouse, and you definitely need to seek counseling. If you can look at your relationship and say one or both of us don't, or we're not humble, hungry, or smart with each other at all. Yeah, um, but um, but what's it like if you have two out of three? Um, and Lencioni talks about this in the book, and and I love it. Um, it can be draining on a marriage. And, uh, and I think that's where humility comes in, that you've got to be able to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he kind of has some fun names he calls. Yeah, so let's take, if, you, if you're humble and hungry, okay, so if you're humble and hungry, but you're not smart, meaning you just don't, you can't read situations, Lencioni calls that person an accidental mess maker, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, they, they, they work really hard, but all the dead bodies they leave in the wake, it's mm. just, you know, mm-hmm. they make a mess because they just don't know when to talk or when not to. I think that probably just makes people frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, and in marriage as well, it's that, mm-hmm. okay, so you're you're sweet about stuff and, and you're, you're, you have good intentions, but goodness, you just don't know when to shut up or you don't know when to offer, a, you know, the, the right word or... <laughs> it's not intentional because no. you're humble, Yeah, it's, but you make a mess. Mm-hmm. So that's that's if you're um that's if if you're humble and hungry. What if you're humble and smart but you're not hungry? You don't have that inner working drive. Lencioni calls that person the lovable slacker. Mm. <laughs> the lovable mm. slacker. In an organization, this is the person that's hardest to let go. Mm-hmm. Because they're darn it, they're just so nice and they get the the understanding of your mission and why you're there and what they're there for. And people love them. They're the greatest person to sit and talk to. But, man, they aggravate people because they do not get their job done. Mm-hmm. Your hard workers loathe that person. Well, and it's that person in your relationship. It's like, okay, it's so hard to get to, to ask you to do something else and to make you feel bad about not helping me because you're so nice about it. You feel like you're kicking a puppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's frustrating in a relationship because then you're resentful that you're not helping, but you're just so darn nice. I can't call you out on it. And the the hard thing is, is this is the person in a family the uh, the parent that is the lovable slacker is the parent the kids will love the most when they're little mm-hmm. because they're the fun one. Yeah. And and a lot of times you'll see it. The mom is busting her butt, and the dad is the fun one, and the kids are drawn to the dad. And the mom's like. <sighs> I'm the one that feeds you. I'm yeah. the one that gets all the stuff done, right? The lovable slacker. Yep, the lovable slacker. And then the third one way he he talked. The third one is if you're hungry and smart but not humble, mm-hmm. he calls that person the skillful politician. Mm-hmm. It's kind of basically a jerk who just bulldozes their spouse and they get to get what they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they know how to play situations to their benefit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, they make everything about themselves. Yeah. Um, be a glory hog they don't care about what others feel so ultimately um what we want is we want to be able to 
and we kind of mentioned last week, and he kind of outlines this in the book. It's a great book, get it. Um, but he, he shows these in a Venn diagram where you got three concentric circles that kind of converge in the middle. Overlap. Yeah. Overlap in the middle. And if you're right in the middle of that then and have a, a good balance of all three of these, then you're going to be a great, that's going to really help your marriage so much. Um, so at, at work, when someone is kind of lacking one of these virtues, what do you do to encourage them? To well, grow in that area. Well, one thing is we've made this uh, the verbiage around our mm-hmm. team, within our team. I mean, when we onboard new staff members, we take I take them through this. We talk about this. When we do yearly reviews, it, we base our yearly reviews on these three virtues. Mm-hmm. Uh, their direct report assesses them on this. They assess themselves on this. And so when we see an issue that arises, we can have a very... Uh, loving but pointed conversation and we can it usually falls in one of these three areas if there's Mm -hmm. something that we need to talk about Um, and then we present options to help them get better now if they're humble and they can look in the mirror and say yeah okay I get I get it I didn't see it but I see it now Mm -hmm. I can you can survive we can help we can make that happen um, we just recently had an issue where someone wasn't meeting standards and uh, we had a conversation and he was like, yeah, I'm, you're right. I apologize. And man, great attitude. He's knocking it out of the park now. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it, and some of that I put on me. Maybe I didn't lead him well mm-hmm. in the beginning. And, uh, and so we've got to, we've got to, making that a verbiage in your, in your marriage though, will be really good to be able to have. The, you're not going to assess each other. <laughs> no, well, in, the, in a workplace, if someone doesn't eventually come on board with those three, you got to let them go. But this is marriage. Yeah. yeah what does not, that look like in marriage? Them. Because so you, you make this your verbiage that I want to be humble, hungry, and smart in our relationship and the way we deal with each other and the way we get things done. What can it do to get on the same page in all three of these for a marriage. You mean how do you get on the same page in all three or what well, can it do for you? So one, how what does it do for the marriage? And then second, follow up question, how do you get there? Well, when both of you and I encourage both of you to listen if if you're listening to this and your spouse isn't, go back and listen to it together. Mm-hmm. Because this is this works when both of you have this as a goal. Yeah. That I'm gonna I'm gonna be humble, hungry, smart. You're going to be humble, hunger, smart. We're working towards that goal. And then if if I did something that um, crosses that line and I say something stupid, mm-hmm. then you can come to me in love, which is scripture, and, and say, hey, um, that thing you said the other day, it just wasn't smart. It hurt my heart. And mm-hmm. that's, that's not you, and that's not like you, and mm-hmm. it really hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Guess what? Because we've talked about humble, hungry, smart, and it's one of my desires to be smart mm-hmm. and be an ideal team player, then listen, now, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's kind of creating this. Yeah, creating this. Um, now, if you've just got a stubborn mule, then one, prayer's got to be your biggest offensive weapon, Yeah, um, praying for that person. Uh, two, setting up, be smart in your conversations with them. Because if you're not smart in your conversations with your spouse, then what you're going to do is you're going to communicate ineffectively. They're going to put up this wall, which means they're not going to hear anything you're going to say now. 
And, and it's just going to become this tango, this dance to where you're going back and forth. And so be smart in the way you communicate with them. Um, if you need to seek counseling or talk to a pastor, do that. Um, and, uh, but I think prayer is your best and biggest. Absolutely. And if we can work together in, in a way that is, is humble, hungry, and smart, not just to get things done, but to invest in each other. Invest in each other, invest in your kids. Yeah, then I think, man, we can have a great, solid marriage. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, this week we, we just pray that you're able to have some of those conversations with your spouse and you can begin to talk about it and you can begin enjoying your adventure together. Thanks so much for being with us this week and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.